In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Doing what you are called to do, do you know what you're called to do, and what gets in the way um, of doing what you're called to do? Now, that was a mouthful Mm -hmm. and a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Hey, welcome to Girlfriended, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. I am Lisa, and today I have a really good friend, Kelly O'Donnell, sitting in for Patty. As Patty is off doing the church camp experience with her youngest daughter. And Kelly, I know your daughter's there too. Yes, she is. It's made the household very quiet. (laughs) I bet, because they're like sixth graders. Yes. So yeah, it's a whole different dynamics in the household. Mm -hmm. Well, today we have a really special guest who is big time doing what he's called to do. And basically he's taking tough subjects and he's creating documentaries. And uh, most recently, he did one on the, on the subject of absentee fathers. And uh, Kelly, I know sometimes um, this is a tough subject to talk about. Yeah, um, I think that sometimes our earliest and most significant relationships, like an absent father, they stunt our growth as adults, and they um, easily get in the way of all that we are called to do later on in life. And um, overcoming that, I think, is is what that movie is about, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of exciting to have Justin on and get to pick his brain and talk to him a little bit more about that subject. Exactly. Well, this Sunday is a special day as we are celebrating our dads, and it's officially Father's Day, which can be a really fun and significant day when we plan barbecues and we do a bunch of stuff. But for a lot of people, men and women, it can be uh, evoke some emotions that, that are painful and kind of be an empty day. So it, it kind of creates this wide range of emotions. Well, I know, Kelly, you and me both, we both work with women professionally, and we hear stories, and we sit across tables, and we see tears, and um, we just hear these gut-wrenching stories of just um, the effects in women's life, even as adults, when they didn't have that father figure in their life, whether emotionally or, or physically. And so recently, you and I both had the opportunity to... Um, to view an amazing documentary, mm-hmm. and it's called Absence. Mm-hmm. And um, I first saw this. My, my husband was given this to view um, and to, to see about maybe hosting it. And so he put it on, and I was just in the background doing things around the house. And periodically he'll bring something home to review. And um, so he put this thing on, and I just thought it was another one of his little things. And so all of a sudden I started watching it and listening to it, and I found myself gravitating to the couch and for the next hour or so, you know, just kind of enthralled by this movie and just going, okay, this message has got to get out to women because so much of it is tailored for, for guys and for men, but it's so applicable for women. Yes. 
And I immediately I thought of so many women that I go, oh, I wish they could see this and hear this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it truly was powerful. Well, we are excited because today we have the, the producer and the writer um, of that film, Absent, Justin Hunt. And also in that movie, he had some pretty um, significant people sharing their voice and their stories. He interviewed John Eldridge, yes. who, who wrote the book Wild at Heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, he also has James Hetfield, who is the front man for the band Metallica, just a little band that does a few little gigs. <laughs> Some you know. people might have heard of it. They might have heard of it. And uh, he has, like, a, you know, a famous boxer. He has some significant people that he interviews, and they share their story in this. So Justin is a single father of two. Like I said, he's a writer, producer, and film director. And in 2006, Justin began a 16-month journey to the production of his first feature-length documentary, which was called American Meth. And this was narrated by Val Kilmer, which I love him because I love Tombstone. Uh-huh. And he had a great uh-huh. one on that. Yeah, that's a side tangent, side note. Yeah, that um, and a little, little part in Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, what is really cool is Justin is graciously fitting us into a little window because tomorrow he leaves for Florida because he's getting this huge award. They're flying him back there, treating him for that, that movie, that documentary on meth, oh. which is so significant. But today we're going to talk and, see, and kind of highlight his recent documentary, which is called Absent, like I said. And it's a documentary that takes a raw, gut-wrenching look at the vanishing landscape of fatherhood and the searing scars an absent father can leave behind. And we are just so excited and thrilled this day and honored to have the producer, Justin Hunt. Justin, welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. Hey, thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Well, you are just really, truly living your calling and pursuing that. And I, like we said, so many times people don't even know what their calling is. And then maybe if they do, there are some things that kind of get in their way. And like, you know, this, even this topic of being wounded in the past, you know, so many times we can't get past that woundedness. And what I love about your documentary is you deal with it just honestly, but there's also a message of hope and healing. And um, one of the things that I know Kelly and I, like when you work with women, what we tell them is you can stop the cycle right now. It can stop with you. You may have experienced, you know, abuse or, you know, in this topic, but you can be the one that from this point on says no more. And so I think that is encouraging for so many people. But before we get into all this, because I'm so excited, I have so many questions, um, can you give us a little background into your own life and how you have discovered your calling and how you're now living that? Yeah, well, that's I'll, I'll try to I'll try to sum that up. Um, I uh, I guess the whole journey kind of started back in high school, if you can believe this, because I I uh, I had an an empty hour during school, so I could either be an office aide or I was going to take this really easy journalism class. So I said, all right, I'll take the journalism class instead of being an office aide. And long story short, um, through that journalism class, I was writing papers for the high school newspaper, and I, I won the U.S. Journalism Award for the best high school newspaper story in the country when I was in high school. Wow. And so I, I really got into journalism, and I, I got into print, and print wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. So I took an internship in television, and... Uh, I, I'll never forget the first day I went out on my first story and I fell in love with it right then. And, uh, I did, I did journalism for, uh, the next eight or nine years. I was a news anchor for NBC and then, uh, news director for a station in New Mexico. And, uh, about 2003, um, 
I decided to step away from that and started my own company um, called Time and Tide Productions. And, and, you know, it really just started out as shooting weddings and sporting events for high schools and things like that. And it slowly kind of grew into um, TV commercials and, and, you know, corporate and industrial videos, training and safety videos for oil and gas companies. Uh, and then I had a television show on CBS for two years, um, a real estate program of all things. And then uh, I went on a men's retreat to Mexico uh, one fall with some guys that uh, were mentors to me at the time. And, and it, was at that, uh, it was at that retreat and during a conversation there that the, the entire conversation of are we doing what we're called to do came up. And for some reason, during that conversation, uh, I knew I wanted to make a documentary about methamphetamine because I had done a, a piece on it, a smaller piece for a group that paid me to, to make this short documentary. So I started making American Meth. I had no idea what it was going to be or what I was going to do with it. I just knew I wanted to make it. And um, when I finished it, we screened it in my little town of Farmington, New Mexico. It has about 45,000 people in it. And uh, we screened it on March 22nd of 2007. And I was hoping for about 200 people to come and and uh, more, it was closer to 2,000 that showed up. And, and from that moment on, I knew things were different. And mm-hmm. so from, from there, my, my life has just taken a different trajectory. And, and I finished American Meth in 2007 and started Absent in 2007. And uh, it's just continued to grow and, and, and be blessed and some amazing things have happened in the last uh, in the last four years. Well, congratulations, Justin, on on all of that. I think that um, it's just amazing, and I love your humility in it. And I also love that uh, you're you're very, you're working very hard uh, <laughs> at your calling. Hey, I know a little bit about you. I know that you have a great relationship with your dad. I know that. Um, I uh, have heard you speak of him, and and so I'm curious, where did the concept for Absent come from, and and how did you get started on the path for this film? Well, it's uh, interestingly enough, it, it came from a number of places. Um, one was just being around the guys that I had mentioned earlier, uh, and these mentor-type people in my life, and this is a conversation that came up a lot, and of course I went through the Wild at Heart curriculum a number of times. I led a couple of groups myself. Uh, so really a lot of it came from that. Another came from this uh, disturbing realization that I, when I looked at how the world was kind of shaping our, our kids, and, you know, if, if we're not doing the job, we're leaving it up to the world to do, and um, that really bothered me. And, and the fact that you know, I'm a single father. I have two kids, and and when I looked at the, the potential that if I'm not there, and my son looks at you know Mike the situation from Jersey Shore as a role model, that's a frightening thought. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> if my daughter, if my daughter looks at Kim Kardashian as a role model, that's a frightening thought. And if guys don't step up and start doing their job as fathers, that's what happens: is that the kids get they're, they're left to be raised by the world. That's not to say that moms can't do a fantastic job. They can and they, they do. But the father has a particular role, and when he doesn't fill that role, kids who go out, they become, I'm not going to say they become adults, but they grow older, and 
they go out into the world trying to get those questions answered. And that was something that really concerned me is, you know, I don't know that I can change everybody, but we need to, I need to use the skill set that I was given by God to try to try to change what I could change. I love that. And we're just going to get ready to take a commercial break in just a few seconds and want to keep talking about this and these, just these questions that you raise. And questions are so powerful because they take us down a path and, and, and a path of discovery. And I think it's really good even to pose these questions today to hopefully people are thinking because sometimes we're, not, we're unaware that we even have some of these emotional tensions in our life that originated back with these early relationships. So I think that's really good. So stay with us. We'll be back with Justin Hunt. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or engineered out of a job? Then Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, is your show. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on Togginet.com. Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of the Sherwood Consulting Service, provides a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process. Being successfully unemployed provides a means to a faster and more fulfilling end. It's a state of mind based on faith as well as a series of proactive steps. And that's what Alan will share with you each week on Being Successfully Unemployed. For more on Alan Sherwood and the show, check out his website, successfullyunemployed.com. The show teaches the suddenly unemployed how to turn what appeared to be tragedy into a personal and professional triumph, how to grow in faith during difficult times, how to make a life instead of just making a living. It's Successfully Unemployed with your host, Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central on toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adoptive parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Joining us this day, we are talking about a tough subject, the uh, the influence an absent father in our lives can make. And we are talking 
with uh, writer and film producer Justin Hunt, who recently produced an incredible documentary called Absent. And Justin, I want to back into the earlier part of the conversation because we're talking about living your calling today, and this has taken you down this path of doing film documentaries. But did you have official, like, training and education in doing this? And how did, how did that evolve when you picked up a camera and you started doing this? Well, I, I uh, got a degree in communications um, to be a journalist and to go into broadcast journalism, and so that's, that's where that really started. But what I started to realize over um, the time I spent in television is, you know, really what I'm in love with is the whole concept of storytelling and, and taking, you know, that's what, one of the things I loved about TV news was that I was the first one to know when something happened, and I got to be the one that told you about it. And so that was really exciting to me, and then as I kind of matured and understood what I was doing a little bit more, I think what I really fell in love with was the idea of creative storytelling and, you know, parables and, and, and parallels and taking things that were of a larger topic and converting them into something that was palatable for people to, to understand and to kind of wrap their brain around. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think so many times we go, oh, I would love to do this, but we – we stop ourselves from pursuing something or just trying things to go, I wonder if I would like that. And I love that how it just kind of evolved. And so many times in life, the things that we discover are things we never even thought about or imagined happening. They just kind of, you know, fall into our lap or we discover them on the way to, to just acting and activating our lives a little bit. I want to go back. Right. I know you, on your website, which it's on our homepage where people can find you, but um, you talk about the father wound. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's basically the father wound comes from the fact that our father is really the first person in the outside world that either chooses us or doesn't. Um, he's the first other that, that we see and that sees us, um, you know, because we, we have that natural connection to our, to our mothers. That's, that's fair. The father is the first disconnected person that, that, has a chance to really judge us and tell us what they think. And we, we have a set of questions for our father, and, and they're different for boys than they are for girls. You know, and, and what happens is when those questions are asked of the father and the answer is, is no or the answer is disengagement or complete absence, then we have what we call what is called a father wound. And basically it's where we take this wound and we make vows out of it like I will... I will never be fat. I will always be pretty. I will never be poor. I will never be laughed at. And we live our entire lives out of those vows that we've made and really don't even realize it. Um, we just know that certain things aren't going to happen and we're going to control that. And really, when you look at it that way, every single person that we come in contact with is going to be affected by those vows. And so it really kind of boils back down to... Um, those questions being answered by our dad, and, and if they weren't, then, you know, we're wounded by that. You know, when a little boy asks his dad, not so much literally, but throughout childhood, you know, do I have what it takes? Am I a man? Do you, are you proud of me? Um, and the answer is no, then you're, you're wounded. And for a little girl, you know, who, who needs her father to answer the questions, am I beautiful? Do you value me? Would you fight for me? and the answer is no, then they go out into the world and get those questions answered. That's why you see with guys such levels of consumption and competition where, you know, I've got to make the most money, 
Um, I've got to be a great athlete. I've got to sleep with as many women as possible. Um, all of these things that you see in guys, and, and the same with, with girls who are trying to find affection and affirmation out in the world by, by you know, promiscuity or materialism or things like that, just to get validation of some kind. Hey, Justin, I'm really curious. As you began to put your documentary together, was this a widespread problem um, in our culture? Was it difficult for you to begin to find people who were willing to talk about it? What was that experience like? Because when I saw the film, my impression was uh, this really is a, um, you, you really highlighted in our culture that this is a very large problem. And I have my own personal life where I've experienced an absent father, but I grew up thinking I was the only one. And so that chasm is so great that you have made a documentary about this because it's going to fill that, that chasm for people who think they're the only one, and yet they can see this movie and say, okay, no, 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 this really is happening. And so I'm just curious how the production part of things or pre-production type things went trying to find people who are willing to talk about it. Yeah, well, it, it it wasn't too difficult because, quite honestly, this is the most universal wound on the planet. And I think that's been obviated by the success we've had with the film so far. I mean, we've been in 14 festivals in six countries so far, and we've been nominated for 14 awards, and we've won festivals oh. in Spain, Germany, France, England, the U.S. And the point of that is not that we've won festivals, but the fact that it affects all those communities the same. And, you know, like American Meth, American Meth did all right, and, and, you know, it was a valid movie and it got a good point out, but it's, it's, a, it's more of a domestic problem and not everybody deals with it. I don't mm-hmm. care who you are on the planet, you've got a father. And mm-hmm. chances, chances are you've got a father wound. And so I think, you know, it's very universal. It wasn't difficult to, to find people. Um, it's just, uh, it's interesting to see how many people don't recognize it. And, and really, it's, it's becoming more interesting as I'm getting more and more involved in this, not so much in the project itself, but in the reaction of the project, to, to see just how all-encompassing it is and how much it really does affect. There are so many things that happen in our, in our culture that you can look at especially, you know, once you've kind of got a trained eye and you know what you're looking for, to see how much the father wound is affecting everybody around us. Yeah, and that is such a point. And I think so many times, like you said, I think as we found for women, we have become really great at wearing masks, and so we always are saying, I'm fine, thank you. And we tend to believe that lie. Well, underneath is some unprocessed feelings or... um, are things that we have just kind of keep stuffing and pushing down, and so we're always fine. But we inside we're dying. And I know in your in your documentary, one of the one of the parts that really touched me. There were a lot, but um, you talked, you interviewed a young gal, and I, I think she was a dancer. I'm not sure, but you, you asked her a question at the end, going, "What would you tell the little girl inside you?" And um, that was powerful because you know. She, her face tears well up in her eyes, and she starts talking to that little girl again because so many times we, you know, especially as women too, we lose our the little girl inside of us because of this yeah. issue. And so that was just powerful. Well, I think 
<clears throat> it takes me a second to get all my thoughts together on that because there are so many because I go around, you know, I, I go around and I, and I see the people around me and I can see what's going on. And like I can tell you, it's, it's not easy being a single guy in today's society. Let me tell you that. Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about that, Justin? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Especially That's you know, a whole other radio show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping we're going to do part two. Um, we will do part two. And you know what? I, I just got to interrupt you because we do that a lot. Is um, And you can take time to get your thoughts together. We'll give you permission to do that. But um, what I love is, um, and I lost my train of thought because I loved what you were saying so much, but um, it is it really is about getting to the core of this issue and dealing with it. And I think it's so significant for women to hear from a guy. A guy's point of view, and just and so I, I really want you to kind of talk about that, like like you're saying from a single guy's point of view, what you see, and like with women, because we forget uh, like the impact or what guys, how, the lens that guys look at women, and I think is different than how women look at women. What men really think. Right. Men when what well, men really think. So Justin, tell us what you really think. <laughs> here's, here's, what, here's what's going on. Is what I see is you you have a lot of you have a, you have a lot of uh, girls out there. And I, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to be insulting, but I'm going to call them girls because okay. they act like girls. And, and there's so much, and it's, it's, with, it's with boys, too. It's with the guys, too. There are so many people out there who are just going around, and they're, you're right, they're, they're, they're wounded, and they've got this facade going on, this, you know, you know what, I'm cool. I don't need any, I don't need any help. And they're going around, and they're just putting these emotional Band-Aids on each other. And, it's, you know, whether it's, you know, having an affair or, you know, just being promiscuous or whether it's whatever it is, they're, they're, they're doing these things. And it's like, why are you doing that? They don't even know. They're just doing it because it's like, it's like this defense mechanism. Yeah. If I can, if I can, if I can deflect you from, from talking about me, if I can deflect and start talking about somebody else or start doing something else or pay more attention to something else, I don't have to pay attention to me and I don't have to deal with me. That's why I think so many of reality, these reality shows are so popular because I get to watch somebody else and not even think about me. Yes. And, and you know, it, I grew up, my mom, my mom did a fantastic job of, of raising a gentleman, and my, my dad did too. And, <laughs> you know, you, you try to, uh, well, we're going to get personal here. You try to be a gentleman in this world, and it's, it, it's, it, it's met with cynicism and, and defensiveness, and, you know, I'm telling you what, I think I short-circuit women's brains. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, okay. it, it, <laughs> well, I'm sure if you're coming in from a place of being a gentleman and, um, and really, truly valuing who that other person is, that does short-circuit um, a brain well, that might have so, been so different. To, so used to they're so used to guys you know it's like this weird cycle of dogs chasing each other's tails around it's like this you know they're so used to guys who are their approach is actually a selfish approach but the guys are trying to fill their own void you know there's there's very little selflessness happening in the world yes i agree uh, yeah you go in and you say you know if you go in and say hey you know um like i was i was in the starbucks the other day and, and and this this uh, girl in front of me was telling me that she was having a really bad Monday. And I said, well, let me buy a cup of coffee and you can tell me about your Monday. And I just... Hi, Justin. We're coming back. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it radio right after these. Christian Working Home Moms, here is your own show on Togginap. It's CWAM, Christian Working Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Innan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Togginap. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginap. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginap. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen drinking. Driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are continuing our lively, raw chat with Justin Hunt, producer of the recent documentary film, Absent, um, highlighting absentee fathers. And I think, Justin, when we left you, you were talking about how you sort short-circuit women. Yeah, you can't get me on a tangent and then... <laughs> Up. I was going. <laughs> I love it. You were amping up, and it was great. And I'm so sorry we had to cut you off, but you know there are commercial breaks that we have to, you know, honor. Oh, but I love oh, your passion with this, it. and I love that you're presenting it from a guy's point of view and having women hear just what guys think. And so yeah. you were talking about you had me at Starbucks, so we were we left oh. left at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah it's just. It was just interesting because I I was standing in line at Starbucks and, and I started visiting with this with this uh, woman and and uh, she was telling about how bad her Monday was going and I said well I'll tell you what let me buy you, let me buy your coffee and you can tell me about how bad your Monday was and mm-hmm. you know she was receptive and polite but it kind of like you could see it in her face like what's your deal what's your what's your uh, what's your game here what's your angle yeah. Like there is no angle. I actually just, you know, I know what bad Mondays are like. So I came to sit down and have a cup of coffee. So if you feel like telling me about it, that's great. Tell me. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're so used to, I think women today are so used to guys coming in, and it's very, like I was saying, it's very cyclical. I think guys come in and approach girls these days with, you know, they come in with selfish motives, and 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 somehow it gets to where it's reciprocated. There's this selfishness that happens, and nobody is really selfless and interested in the other person when it boils down to it. They're just trying to fulfill their, their own needs, and and so it just it makes it difficult. It makes it difficult these days, and, and what's so funny is I think that, you know, a lot of girls, they, they a lot of women have this, this, um, this perspective on what kind of guy they really want, hardworking, honest, moral, noble guy, um, but when, when one actually shows up, they don't really know what to do with it. Exactly. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of suspicion in the world today. And we, I agree. We, there's a void in trust. And um, I think that going back to this topic you talked about, we, we, um, we don't trust that some of those significant relationships in our life, and that just carries on into other relationships, and we don't know how to, to, uh, to recognize trust and to build that trust. And um, I know on your site, there's a significant section where you um, encourage people to write a letter to their dad. And mm-hmm. I was just looking at a few of them, and I'm just going to read, like, like, a couple of the first two, which – I read them, and it's like, wow, this is like people are really sharing raw emotions. And I know one said, um, Dear Bill, I will never refer to you as dad, which is unfortunate. You sired a fine son, but to me you are nothing more than my sperm donor. Mm-hmm. I have a son now who picked up tenfold where you, where you left off. He is my dad and a fine one at that. Thank you for being a part of, of my entering this world and nothing else. That would break my heart to be, you know, I mean, I just can't imagine those words. Um, and it, but, yeah, well, and it's probably more common yeah. than we realize. All of those, all of those letters um, are so powerful in their own way. Um, you know, a lot of them are like that. A lot of them are sons to fathers, and a lot of them are, you know, daughters to fathers. And, oh, there's so much pain in those. And, and you know, some are very uh, appreciative of their father, and, and some... You know, there's, there's, I think there's one, and it's only two words, two words of which we can't say on the air. But that's what that person felt like saying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the forum I wanted to present for people and give them the opportunity to say what they've always wanted to say. But when you read some of them, it's so heartbreaking to see what people have gone through in their lives. And, and much like you were saying, they just dealt with it because they probably felt like they were alone. Uh-huh. And so this really gives an opportunity for them to realize that they're not and to, you know, start dealing with it. And when you were introing the, the interview, you were saying, you know, it, 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 uh, maybe the, the film helps people deal with it. I think one of the main things that it does to help do that is help people understand it and help people understand that they're not alone. And from there, then you can start to change things. You also said uh, that, when you have a trained eye for it now, you can begin to see the signs of maybe those people who are walking around with a father wound. And, and I, I've seen absent, and it was excellent. And I walked away from that thinking, not only is this a larger problem than probably anyone realized, but secondly, you saw the common denominator through all of your um, subjects in the film, and you could begin to see what is a coping mechanism for 
people who've had one of those early relationships um, severed or, you know, absent from their life. And, and you really can. You can see that in a lot of different people. And I think what we, what we all experience with one another now is everybody's coping mechanism. And for mm-hmm. girls, for young, you know, for women, um, that coping mechanism is, is uh, distrust at, and it's partnered with, I'm going to find what you value about me, and I'm willing to make that about my body, you know, whatever it takes. And it's it's so sad. I wish that there was, you know, um, just a way for everyone to be able to see the film and begin to recognize maybe what they have, what they're what they're dealing with themselves, or what they're maybe surrounded by. I think it it really is life changing. And I will, oh, I will echo those sentiments of you, old wise one sitting next to me. You what? What's that? <laughs> the wise one sitting next to me, so I will echo that and go, I, I agree, here, here. Um, I love all that. And you know what? One of the things that um, there, there's a quote, because you have some powerful personalities in this film that people, people will recognize and people can identify with, and one of them is James Hetfield, who you know, thousands of people know from the front man of the band Metallica. And um, I'm going to represent the group that didn't know. I just, I just want to be the voice for those listening who have no idea who he was. I can't believe I'm hearing that. <laughs> because my son growing up, that was his band of choice. And um, he loved them. That was the first concert he went to was a Metallica concert. And I remember kind of being worried about that because uh-huh. I knew it kind of a crowd, you know, attracted. But... Well, what's really cool is because you and Justin, you and James came out and, and showed this documentary at our church, and my son got to meet you guys, and it was like, it was a highlight, and it was really cool. And I think there's a part of my son that was worried that um, James wasn't going to be the real deal and was kind of, you know, like, I don't know if I want to know him up close. I, I, I might want to just know him, his persona. And yet when he met James, he, he's like, that guy's a class act. He's the real deal. And so that was so encouraging because you and the people you have in your film are just the real deal and the class act. And um, I know that James Hetfield said, fame and fortune doesn't fill the hole that a father leaves. And you had him in this film because he had the life experience and the, the father wound in his own life. And um, I love that you brought people in like that, that people can identify with, and that had a powerful voice in this. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean... Just, I, I mean, a, a couple of things. I mean, yeah, James is for <laughs> for the one of you who I can't I can't tell who's who at the moment. But whoever said they didn't know who it was was that you, Lisa, that said you didn't know who James was? Oh, that was Kelly. <laughs> that was not Lisa. That was Kelly. That was me. Okay, well, shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, it's. It, it was important to me, and, and here's the beautiful part of the, the story that a lot of people don't understand is that, um, you know, Metallica has been my favorite band since I was in fifth grade. I, you know, I fought people in high school over Metallica because they would say something bad about them. And so, <laughs> to, uh, so you were a fighter. You know, well, in high school. Um, yeah. But to, uh, to, to be able to not only have him in the film, but to have the support from him and getting the word out to not even all of that, but the fact that we're now friends and, and, you know, we talk about things and, and, uh, important things, you know, that's really been something special for me. And he absolutely is the real deal. He is a class act. And you talk about a guy who has, you know, 
the lead singer of Metallica, yeah, we understand that. 17 million fans on Facebook, yes, we get that. But at the end of the day, he's just a human being. And he's a human being that took a father wound and turned it into music, and that music just happened to be what it is to so many millions of people. I mean, you don't sell 120-something million albums uh, without good music, but that came from a father wound, basically. And that's what's really interesting. Story. What's that? I found that really interesting um, in the in the uh, documentary how he was talking about lyrics to to songs. He goes, and this is where those lyrics came from. This experience, and it is you know, pain is, is a powerful uh, force that that drives so much, and we can we can we can morph that pain into positive outcomes that really do encourage people if we allow that, and and, and instead of keeping us in a victim box and mentality but truly allow that to propel us forward to use that to help other people be a voice. And that's exactly what you're doing and what James is doing with that father wound. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. and I love that. I mean, because that, that, that is so significant. And I think that's the message, too, because I think so many times we, we, um, we fall into this victim mentality because, you know, we all are dealt a hand, and we can't always control that. But we can't control what we do with that going forward. And I think so many times with women, that's our challenge. Um, is to go, okay, so what are you going to do with that, though? Don't get stuck there. Let's, let's, get, let's get beyond that. And you know what? You can enjoy an incredible life beyond that. It doesn't have to define you. And I think so many times we let these wounded experiences define us the rest of our life, and we even pass it on to our kids. And so, you know, it, it, it's okay to go, it's done. It, in this next generation, they're not going to experience that. And I know with my own husband, um, he... He's never met his dad. His dad left when he was three months old. And I, I even see signs of that sometimes where, you know, somebody will say something. And I, he's so resonated with James. When he was listening to James, he's like, I like this guy because it, it's like it hit, a, it hit a chord. But what was cool is about is my husband's story is that he has used that to – he's an incredible dad. And um, he's, he's one that said, my children will never experience what I went through. And so – it actually was a good motivator in his life to go, I am not going to be that. I'm going to be something different. So I think it goes back to we all have choices we make with what we do going forward. Right. Well, and we're yeah. going to take another commercial break here. So before you go into Starbucks again, I have to cut you off. Break. Back. <laughs> This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask 
the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to my radio show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to my radio show with Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon Central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme Couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's Extreme Couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Journey Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, and uh, we're here talking with Justin Hunt, writer and producer of the documentary film Absent. So, Justin, uh, Lisa and I are, you know, work professionally with women, and uh, we are just in the trenches with that, and about half, and this is a loose percentage, but we know about half are single. And so uh, we have found that there are some significant, obvious parts to a single person's life when it comes to, uh, you know, just dating and relationships. And so many women will look for that um, guy who resembles dad, and if they didn't have one, they're uh, a little bit lost in that area, and they start to fill what they, who they think they should be finding. And you touched on that two segments ago uh, with your, you know, coffee shop analogy. So we kind of want to get more of your thoughts on that. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to navigate these. Water you have to give us your most riveting, profound words, all right? <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Um, <laughs> one, one thousand, two, one thousand. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, I don't know that I would even say that girls are looking for father anymore as much as they just don't know what they're looking for anymore. I think that, you know, there's so much of this, instant gratification and, and kind of people just touching pinnacles and then going on and, you know, like little bugs, they just, you know, da, 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 and then they're, then they move on. And there's, like I was saying, there's, there's this desire. There's this, there's this knight in shining armor guy that they know is out there, but they don't know what he looks like. But yet if a guy comes along that, that, that does have those qualities and they, 
they're not sure what to do with it because we because we've created and and media is a part of it and you know just interpersonal communications are a part of it where there's such distrust now mm-hmm. and and it, there's a lot of you know it's very hedonistic where it's like I'm going to do what's good for me right now in this moment I don't care about consequence or who it might affect um, that there's you know and there's no there's no real wanting for anything and there's there's no um, taking the time to 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 get to know someone or to be selfless and and you know give of yourself and expect the same in return and to hold standards for each other. It's all of that, I guess, old school way of looking at relationships seems to be gone. And, and the more, you know, the more media does what it's doing in these, in the, in the television shows that are on and things like that, it doesn't help the cause at all. You know, like the bachelor, like the bachelor or the bachelorette, it's so unrealistic. Yes, I, mean, I agree. I can, I can tell you, I don't have 30 girls in my living room fighting for me. No. <laughs> I thought you did. You maybe have twenty five, right? Not thirty. No, I, I cut it down to I cut it down to fifteen. I have a relatively small house. So. Um, but that's just you know that's not that's not realistic. Exactly. We idol we idolize that, and and I just don't I I don't understand that. And as a as a man who, you know, like I'm telling you, nobility, legacy, morality, those kinds of things are part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And and I you know I see things I see things in a long term perspective, and everybody else is just wanting to do sprint after sprint after sprint and and you know get some kind of gratification for this week or whatever. And I just it it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And you know I, I can tell you for the, for those single ladies that are out there, there are guys that are still you know. There are guys that are mature guys that want, you know, the the family values and stuff. It's just, it's such a, it's such a difficult, such a difficult task to sort through all of the things that have been imposed on us by the world around us to to, to see that in Mm -hmm. in somebody else. And I think it's just, you know, it's difficult, but they exist. You just, you have to know what you're looking for and what you need to look past. Because, you know, that's, that's one of the things that has been interesting to me is, you know, I've been, I've been single for, oh, almost seven years now. I mean, I've dated a couple of people in those seven years, but, you know, I saw great potential in a lot of these people, and that's what you kind of, you know, maybe that's what needs to happen is you see the potential in someone and you try to cultivate that between each other as opposed to just this surface-level you know, just bouncing off each other, and, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's that's really how I kind of see things. Is there's just there's no depth in in people's connections anymore, and that's what makes it hard to maintain a relationship is when there's no depth, and it's just how can I satisfy myself right now? Well, and you, you're making such great points, and I think that's why we are so passionate about like even at our girlfriended site, and um, what we all do is we really want to rally women together and get the conversation going, just the real and the raw. And so you, women go, I'm not alone, because we tend to isolate ourselves and our feelings. And to go, and not focus necessarily on the issue, but what is the solution? And then how do I act on that? How can I, um, you know, get, you know, heal myself? But doing it together with other women and then going out and going, how can we impact others? And, and get this message out, because I think, 
what you're saying is so significant that we need to be instilling in our and our sons and in our daughters, you know, our sons to be um, the grow up to be the kind of man that is that has these values and these old school ways, like you say. But I love those. And then our daughters to look for guys with that and not to settle and to go. I I deserve more and 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 challenge women even to be that um, you know that, that attractive from the inside out, like we say. And I know we're sounding so old school, but it, it it's. So significant in right. what we do, and well, I love that we're just getting the dialogue going. And um, it's, it's my turn. I, it's my turn to interrupt you for a second because I want to say something. Permission. That. <laughs> uh, you know, you you're saying we need to pass it on, and, and we need to teach our kids. You're absolutely right, but I think what really needs to happen first is we have to find it in ourselves first. And I, I think there's a lot of detoxification that needs to happen um, for for that to to progress. The other thing is I just think so many people, you know, women and men alike, need to take a look at themselves and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm. And really kind of question that. And, you know, one of the biggest words in my life is motive. What is my motive for doing particular things? What is their motive for doing particular things? Why is this happening? And I think, you know, it just would be so valuable and, and I'm giving a man's perspective on, on women, it would be so valuable for a woman to say, why am I um, dressing this way or trying to present myself this way or even acting this way? And I, I'm going to resort back to not only the Starbucks girl, but also, you know, a couple of the people that, that I've dated. The, the biggest issue was that they were, they were, I don't want to say this, they were unwilling to take a look or I shouldn't say unwilling, but they were just, they were constantly living in a world of defense because of wounds that they had and didn't want to deal with. And so I, I just think that you know we, as, a, as especially as you know my generation and, and younger, just needs to say, okay, why am I doing this? I'm a grown man. Why am I shaving my legs? <laughs> you know? Wow! I, that took a wicked turn. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear. I am not shaving my legs, but you know, there. You know, I look at I, I look at these guys. I'm like, why are you doing that? Or, you know, or or women that are all, you know, there are some things it's okay to leave to the imagination. You know, <laughs> exactly. Imagination is a god. Yes, yes, yes. I really you know, agree. I, I didn't know about all that stuff is good and well at, at home and a relationship and all that. That's awesome, but. You know, come on, and, yeah. and 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 it's just like I oh, I could just go on about it, but it's just it's uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting to watch having made the film to look around and go, okay, I get that, I know where you're at, I yep, alrighty, okay, mm-hmm. and and then to to you know to approach someone and and I'm oh, just you know yeah, let me buy you a cup of coffee. Why? I mean that's not what. That's not what was said, but that's what was projected. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we do see that all the time, too. And, okay, Justin, we only have a couple minutes left. And this time is done by way too fast, and we need to do a part two. And we can still keep interrupting each other and, and just having mm-hmm. a great – is this a significant stuff that you're saying? But, um, okay, just a couple of questions. What, um, how can people see this documentary, and what is your next project? So if you can answer those in, like, a minute and a half, we'd be golden. Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, okay. They can see the they can see the documentary working on screening 
We're just simply waiting to finalize some music rights because of the amount of Metallica songs that we have in the film. But the DVD should be out very soon. Um, we've got English and Spanish versions of the film. Um, and you can go to the website. We just launched a new website this morning. I'm very excited about Same domain. It's absentmovie.com, but tons of stuff. All the information will be there, and that's where you'll be able to get the DVDs, hopefully in the next um, 15 to 30 days. So what um, you're saying is they heard it first here at Girlfriend at Radio about the unveiling of your new website, Absent. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Yeah, we can say that. <laughs> We're going to claim that. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So um, the DVD will be available um, very shortly, and you'll be able to get it on the website. As far as the next project, can't tell you what it is yet, but I can tell you this. I've been working on it for a while now. I'm shooting some more stuff in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's got some very significant people in it, and... Not very often do you get to say this, but it is the first of its kind in the film world. And I wow. say that. Okay, you have you have intrigued us and you have perked our attention. So we um, we will definitely have to talk about that more. That oh. that is awesome. I good for you. Yeah, exactly. And and again, we want to congratulate you and just the awards and just the recognition and that you are totally making an impact and um, making a difference out there in so many people's lives by just exposing this. And you're doing it in a very sensitive, profound, but engaging way with your documentary. And I just want to encourage everyone to just take advantage, go to our website, go to justinsabsent.com, and you can see how you can get this documentary and learn more about this subject and to keep the conversations going. And, um, and we just want to just thank you again, Justin, for taking your time. And I know you're getting ready to leave on a jet plane and uh, go off to another world. But um, we want to wish you happy Father's Day. And uh, just thank you for the difference you're making in your kids' lives and, um, and just in so many other people and impacting them. Well, I really appreciate that. I, I, I really do, and I, I hope that it does make an impact. It's absentmovie.com, by the way. Um, and thank you. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on, and, and I, I love this kind of conversation. I love this kind of dialogue and stirring things up. Things don't change unless you stir them up. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show to...